Forgotten Flicks, episode 93, Daryl, 1985. Warning, mild spoilers, ahoy. Data analyzing robot youth life form. Daryl's an experiment in artificial intelligence. All I can say is that he was never meant to leave here. And he was certainly never meant to be with people like yourselves. Holy shit. He's a robot? He's more than that, Turtle. He's a lot more. Hello, hola, bienvenidos, casa de la popos, and welcome <laughs> to Forgotten Flicks. I am Joel, and I am joined <laughs> by not not just any person, not just any old hostess with the mostest. I am joined by the one and only Jason. I don't remember anything else but my name, but I'm here, so it Mm, works. You're here. (laughs) Or so you claim. Let's turn this into an existentialist podcast. Are you really here right now? Are you sure? I I mean, you assume you're here based on your your sense, your perception, but what if it's wrong? I'm not in your damn closet talking into a microphone, no. Nope. Uh, You do not have my mic in your hands. Or in my mouth. Whoa, this just got explicit. Actually, no, thanks to the turtle, we got the explicit tag. <laughs> Boy, I can't wait to get into the, what was the point in having the nine-year-old with the potty mouth? Little bastard. So, <laughs> anyway, welcome to Forgotten Holy Flicks. shit, you didn't like turtle? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, he's a robot? I would love it if the old guy had said, yes, you dumbass, I just said that. <laughs> oh, by the way, spoiler alert, we're doing Daryl tonight, and he's a robot. So here's the thing. Forgotten Flicks is a podcast dedicated to old movies that most of you out there either A, only vaguely remember, you know, like Die Hard and Gremlins, (laughs) or or totally remember like Garbage Pail Kids and Mind Warp. Yeah. Or a gnome named Gnorm. Well, of course, as, as our Probably our best episode ever, basically because <laughs> it was the best movie ever. Our, uh, episode 92, we did a gnome named Gnorm. Oh, sorry, actually, I did have it wrong. It's the adventures of a gnome named Gnorm. And actually, technically, Upworld, I believe. I was going to say, technically, it's up your world. So Yes, indeed. I did feel like something went up my world. Yes. <laughs> and it was small, and it was a little hairy thing. And Holy shit, it was a gnome? <laughs> yes, you <laughs> potty mouth little bastard. I think that's going to be my new catchphrase. <laughs> Yo, holy shit, it was a... Hmm? <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. Oh, so, uh, yes, anyway, if you're new to the Forgotten Flicks podcast and you haven't left already, then you're probably not <laughs> new and you're a glutton for punishment. So, we will be discussing on this fine, fine eve, Daryl, or as I like to call it, D.A.R.Y.L. All caps. Because you can't just tie... Daryl, as in the name. Nope. 
It's actually the, the it, capitalized because uh-huh. it stands for something, which we just heard. Absolutely. And this isn't Daryl, our buddy from the Taylor Net Podcast Network. No, no, no. The prolific podcaster. This is... This isn't a, Larry. It's, or, is it, or, or his other brother, Daryl. And this his other is, brother, Daryl. Yes. This no. is not Daryl from Walking Dead. Uh, no. No. Nope. nope. No. Can you, can you think of any other Daryls? I'm out. <laughs> okay. So this is about... You know what, Jay? I say we just go right into the trailer. Uh, and, we've got to. Uh, and uh, yeah. uh, although before we do, because God knows we don't want to spoil it. Because the trailer in this. Uh, well, uh, did you did you find the trailer that was the uh, the ripped from a VHS tape trailer? Is that the one you saw too? <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. We'll get to that. So if you're watching, um, uh, I don't know. Um, gosh, what would what would be on VHS tape about the time this came out? 1985. Uh, well, a lot of things. <laughs> I missed all of them escaping me. Uh, Explorers, <laughs> Back to the Future. Although it wouldn't have probably been on Back to the Future. It would have probably been on something say, like so an Explorers or that's uh, what I was thinking. Goonies okay, so you're or watching, something like that. No, no, Goonies came out in 85. Yeah, I know. No, I'm talking about what would you be watching on VHS? Well, you would have watched a 1985 VHS in 1985. I mean, Friday Night came out in 85 and the VHS came out in 85. Goonies did, was not released in VHS in 1985. Well... I don't know if Goonies was. It depends on how long it was in the theater. Yeah. See what I'm saying? I mean, and also when it was released. If it, if it came out early 85, it would have been out by potentially, you know, later, later in that year. Not every movie was in the theater for a year, like an E.T. Because this something. was a summer movie, right? I think so. June-ish, yeah. I think so. All right, so if you're watching your VHS copy of The Explorers... Yes. You might see this trailer. Which, of course, up. I think Explorers actually did come out in the summer of 85. <laughs> so, bad example. But that's okay. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, how about we, um, I don't know, get on to this because God knows we want to spoil the big twist of what Daryl no. really is. We don't want to ruin it. The following segment of Forgotten Flicks will contain information so pertinent to the film that, if you have not yet seen it, may ruin your viewing experience. So if you plan to see this film, please consider resuming the episode only after you've viewed the film, which you can find at your local video rental store. Or your local video we now rental return you to Forgotten Dane. Flicks, already in progress. Because thanks to Peter, we were finally able to get this damn movie. Yeah, this we're is too a cheap tough to spend two ninety nine on YouTube. Uh yeah, or buy it on eBay. But um, it's tough. It's not available on Netflix, which is our usual avenue. It's not uh, easy to find, but it's out there. So it's not completely like a gnome named Gnorm, but uh, still don't understand there. why that one wasn't more accessible. I just don't get it. <laughs> Thank God for the Ubes tubes. <laughs> All right. Now, can we go into the trailer? Oh, yeah. You want to actually do that, huh? Okay. Uh, and <laughs> without further ado, the Daryl trailer. Daryl is amazing. Daryl is talented. You're a natural. You're a genius. Daryl is charming. Daryl has everything except a past. Daryl's abilities are beyond imagination. With so much going for Daryl. Why should the government want him killed? You're asking us to destroy a child. It's okay. I've done it before. These two must be caught or killed. 
It's just a little boy, flesh and blood. We have no right to destroy. A boy, a boy. Daryl, where are you? You're going to shoot it down? Ten, nine. Stop! Six, five. He's targeted for destruction because his name is Daryl. He can't be kept a secret any longer. Real quick, Jay, before we get too deep into this, what's his name? Daryl. Daryl. Like he's growling. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's angry. Daryl. <laughs> Again, another movie that could have easily been a horror flick. So. Yeah, that trailer, it was it was as if they handed the script to Mr. Voice and said, <laughs> Mr. Voice, don't say in a world, because we don't need that for this one, but... This movie, well, you know, tell me about this movie. What's this movie about? Is it, I mean, is it a romantic comedy? Or is it a serious action picture? No, it's about a, a robot boy who uh, comes of age and, and, and discovers what it's like to, to be human. Kind of a Pinocchio type story. What hmm. it means to love. Pinocchio scared the shit out of me as a kid. I got it. <laughs> Daryl, he's got a meat cleaver <laughs> daryl he's got a chainsaw move over jason move over freddy it's daryl <laughs> it is because it even, even's like he was like daryl has talent yeah, yeah that's a good point it's like daryl is an all-around great kid <laughs> Daryl is like the boy next door. Daryl is the kind of kid you could trust your puppies with. <laughs> Unless he goes on the fritz, in which case he becomes Daryl. Just don't feed him after midnight. Yeah. Bink, 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 bink. Another forgotten flick. Uh, <laughs> so, yes. uh, would you would you like to hear my synopsis of does this it film. involve you snoring at any point <laughs> my synopsis or you, my yeah. review <laughs> synopsis no okay just curious i just want to make sure you'll make it when so, will i make it <laughs> we'll see if we both make it okay um, go for so, it so for those of you who have not seen this film or for those who haven't seen it in a long time and uh may have forgotten uh the the movie opens we joke about the spoiler, and we mean it in that this this movie really opens with just um, a boy in a generic car driving down a mountain road with a guy trying to escape what looks like a, a helicopter, right? Just a generic helicopter kind of following them. Yes. At one point, he uh, he stops in a secluded spot, lets the boy out, and then drives on. Mm-hmm. The boy climbs up a mountain uh, or, you know, up a uh, kind of a hill slope in the mountains, um, which I think was shot in North Carolina. And... Climbs up and disappears. Car keeps driving at one point, drives off a cliff, slams down on did the ground. Did you take it that the guy and did that intentionally? Yes. Why? Uh, we'll get to that. Okay. Um, and so he drives off a cliff, and an elderly couple happens to be kind of in the same area of the road, uh, walking up. I guess they're they're hunting or mm-hmm. something, it looks mm-hmm. like. And um, You know what they're hunting? Daryl. <laughs> they are. They find him. 
Uh, and he and they say, oh, uh, who are you? What happened? And he's like, I don't know. So they take him in, take him into foster care, turn him in uh, to state. And uh, basically the foster care system uh, takes him to the hospital, tries to figure out if he's OK, and then puts him with a foster family. Mm hmm. And the foster family is uh, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Richardson, played, played by? by Michael McKean uh -huh. um, and Mary Beth Hurt. And uh, they are basically a family who wants to adopt one day. And so to do that, they actually have to uh, foster a boy. And so this is their first one. And it appears as if the guy who's the, the head of the foster care um Home, uh, the home, yeah, the, like in the home or whatever. That uh, he's a friend of the home uh, for wayward mountain children, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> he um he, he he seems to be a friend of uh, uh Mr. Richardson and Andy, and he kind of says, "Hey, I've got a kid that looks great. I think he'd work out to be a foster kid for you. Would you keep him?" So he helps him out, um, and they take in Daryl, who turns out to be a incredibly polite. Uh, mellow, cool, kind of young, I'd say what, 11, 12? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's 11, 10, 11, yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and so as he's living with his foster parents, starts to, they start to discover there are things different about him. Uh, like in, what? In, in his math class. Mm. Uh, he is calculating math without the teacher giving him the answers. Mm. <laughs> Well, oh wait, what what was what did they say in the trailer about him being charismatic when the little girl winks at him? It's like one <laughs> moment, and it's so random. It's like I'm assuming there was a scene there that they left out. Well, it's um yes, yeah. This little schoolmate winks He's at him. He's sitting in class, sits, yeah, and the teacher is looking at him and basically like you're grading your you know because the teachers you know they play him out to be this over nervous overstressed math teacher you mean like a teacher and what yes. i loved is his eye twitched i god i was like oh my brother i feel you his and eye twitch I'm like i knew him. it yeah daryl looks at him and kind of mocks his eye twitch you know not to be mean but he mimics it yes and he kind of does the same <laughs> tick and uh so he says how can you be grading somebody else's paper i haven't given you the answers yet and he says oh i've already calculated them and oh there was an error in this one but i fixed it Yes. And so the teacher kind of huffs off and then another 11 year old girl turns around and winks at him. I mean, yeah. like, uh, anyway, um, so Daryl's a math whiz. Uh, Daryl is a baseball phenom because they discover that he can hit home runs like nobody else. I'm really disappointed uh, in how you're presenting this. It should be Daryl is a math whiz. Daryl is a baseball wait. phenom. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wait. Um, and uh, Mrs. Richardson, mm -hmm. who uh, is we we kind of find out in the beginning because when they first come into the house, she is tutoring a young mm. girl on piano. Yes, teaching her piano, which Be is terrible. very encouraging. Too. Yes, because I'm... as the girl makes mistakes, she's wincing and making faces, and oh, oh, yeah, that's it. No, no, you got a flat here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, as you know, they bring Daryl in. He sits down to the piano, and then Daryl. Is a piano phenom. Like he picks it up instantly. He's playing hmm. Mozart. Like there's weird, nothing. weird, and no one really thinks anything about no. that. Um, and he's then it's just, just a, kind of odd. He, yeah, yeah. And and um, so at one point, um, you know, they're they're getting to love him. He's getting to love them. He's this perfect kid. Then the parents show up. Um, very cold. D very yeah. Daryl's Daryl's real. Yes, his parents. real parents. Wink. So they go through. 
Yeah, he goes through the separation. You know, we've come to love him in the three days we've had him. Uh, he's <laughs> family, um, and it's so difficult to give him up. We've bonded so, with Daryl in this last four and a half days. So um, they give him up to the the uh, his real parents, and his real parents are driving. Which, by the way, drive. can I can I ask you a question about that? Uh, uh, yes. So some some people send you what look to be a cross between glamour shots. And the kind of headshots you would get from an agent named Saul who charges you $3,000 to take said headshots. And that is their proof. Hey, baby, you want to get into yeah, the business? Yeah, I'm going to put you in pictures. Like yeah, pictures. $3,000 check on my desk and meet me on the couch <laughs> along with Daryl. So they, they show, show up. They show no other proof of who they are. The parents never ask for proof. It's well, we pictures. can presume that the foster uh, organization, the government organization, has done their due diligence to say these are the right people. Because it's no, not it's a conspiracy, the, man. It's a government uh, conspiracy uh, uh, because uh, the uh, what? Anyway, okay. So they pick him up. They drive off. Yes. He's talking to them. They're not really responding. He's like, "Oh, are we going to get on a plane? Are we going to fly?" They don't. Are, are we there yet? Are, are we going to fly yet? in that? No, respond. So. He just kind of mm. sits back. They mm. end up traveling. Dun, dun, dun! Military facility. What? Yup. Yup. No. And then they plug him into a machine, and lo and behold, Daryl is a military experiment. What? What? And this is in... How long does it take to get to that part? Uh, let's see. It's like a 90-something-minute movie about uh, 78 minutes in. Yeah, I was going to say it. Hour 10? Hour? Um, it turns out, Daryl is, and this is the spoiler, because it's a long time into the movie before you get to this. Oh, yeah, definitely a spoiler, because we didn't play it at the very beginning of the podcast. No. No. Um, because it turns out, Daryl actually was, and they this is their, was how they describe it, their words. He was not born, he was grown in a test tube, hmm. and he was given a computer brain. Which totally not offensive to anybody that was... Uh... Uh, yep, in yeah. vitro fertilization. Yeah, no, or, no, 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 no. It doesn't no. count. Um, so uh, he was given a computer brain. Mm. How so does that, that make him a robot? So here's the here's the twist. The military has decided that because Daryl escaped, and what happened was he got out because one of the other doctors on the on the lab team decided he was becoming a real boy, and we can't have that. Can't have that. We, so he, real boys him. are dirty. Real boys engage in sin. Real boys must be destroyed. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we really need to get you to a therapist. I, I know. <laughs> I stopped going. <laughs> so uh, the Wasn't military he has decided. He's more of a cyborg. He wasn't a robot. No. No, we'll get to that. Okay. So he's the military has decided that basically because he has started to have his own thoughts and have conscious thought and feelings and all of this that he is a uh, uh, no free thinking. No <laughs> yep. They don't want him anymore. They said they must destroy hmm. uh, the project. So that leads up to the climactic scene where the doctors have to destroy him, and I won't give that away yet. We'll get into that in a minute. But that's the basic idea: is that for mm. most of the movie, he's just this mystery kid who is perfect and great at these amazing things, and it turns out he is actually a government experiment of some sort uh, with the mm. computer. Um, which is it just me, or did that computer look surprisingly like Whopper? 
It was Whopper. <laughs> so Would you like to play a game? The processing power of that entire building now fits into your iPad. <laughs> yes. and <laughs> Which one, always blows me away watching those movies, those big reel-to-reels. Yes. Well, well like, what I really love ooh. is that in order for Daryl to remotely have worked, the singularity would have had to happen. And <laughs> again, I go back to he's not a damn robot. All right, wait, we'll get, we'll get into that. But, you know why, that. but I, it occurs to me why they had to call him a robot. Because his name would have been Dackle. <laughs> or Dassel. <laughs> or Dale. Or da- Dackle. Dale. 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 The C is silent. It's <laughs> <laughs> Dale. Um, I need two. No, for... just data analyzing youth life form. That would have been Dale. No, no. no it, they got to say what he is in there because that doesn't really. Data analyzing, you know, what? Computers. Youth life no, form. No. So they would say it would be like D A C Y L and they would put like the, was it the Oubliant or whatever to like. With the accent mark over top of the C, and they'd have been like, and then parentheses underneath it, the C is silent. So you'd have terrible gone, dark oubliette. Is that what you, <laughs> you just pull a word out of labyrinth? No, no, it's a, it's, it's, it was not it called the um, oh, what the hell is that? You know, what I'm talking about it goes over like the O in in and schwa. It's like it, it, how crap. I'm trying to find a word that would have it. I think it's called in uh, I don't know, probably not oubliette. <laughs> <laughs> that was the dungeon in labyrinth. Oh, whatever. It could be an accent type, Mark. But so before we wait, get into wait, wait, wait. that, but I, I love the image of two people going up. Um, yes, I like uh, two for Dackle. Um, <laughs> what, ma'am? You uh, da- Dassel? D- Deacle? <laughs> no, ma'am. The C is silent. It's Dale. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I'd like uh, two for uh, D period A period R period one period. Yes, um, um, it's an acronym. That would have been you. <laughs> that would have been me. Yeah, just to screw with them. That would have been fun. So let me ask you a couple questions before we get into this. Oh, please do. I hope they have nothing to do with the movie, though. Go ahead. Uh, they, they probably... <laughs> <laughs> so did you see this in the theaters? Negative, Ghost Rider. VHS okay. all the way. Yep, I saw this on VHS. I actually think uh, we rented this from our local either Blockbuster or, or Hollywood Studios or... Um, Hollywood Video. Yeah, yeah. Is that the other franchise? That was a franchise. Did you guys have a Hollywood Video back then? Uh, See, we had mostly, we had mom and pop type joints. We had... We had, we had a big blockbuster, we never, and then we had a Hollywood something. Yeah, I guess I was too deep into the uh, the armpit of Florida, because I... Oh, you were in country. Yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to think. I don't remember, I probably didn't, like, my earliest memory of blockbuster is the 90s. Yeah. But... Because I know, and I know Blockbuster is around in the 80s, but I don't recall it. I remember having Armchair Theater video store, and I remember having Movie Warehouse. And I'm sure we had a Blockbuster somewhere in the middle of all that, but I don't recall it. Never went yeah. to it. So it would have been one of those two places I would have most likely have procured it. Well, we we had one at the local, like, shopping plaza. Um and I don't, it was, I want to say it started around our area in like 87, 88, something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't when this was brand, brand yeah. new. Um, but they kept movies for a long time. So I just remember having the, the actual, um, cassette tape, you know, the VHS tape with the initials on the outside, the big blockbuster video case, that type of thing. So mm. 
I remember renting it, but I did not see it in theaters either. It's also possible I got it from the Unky Uncle Auntie video store. The what? The Uncle Auntie. Uncle Auntie? Yes. <laughs> Hypothetically, I might have had relatives that, <laughs> <laughs> that had... from from the very early days of the VHS. So you had the founding pirates. Of no, I, didn't, I, I didn't say that word. I'm just saying that um, <laughs> it's possible that uh, <laughs> you nice. didn't hear about that new Pirates movie coming out, right? Uh, no. You didn't hear about it? No. Yeah, well, the big deal is it's going to be rated R. <laughs> Bex totally gave me that joke. I love it. <laughs> Lovely. <"Arr." laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. So... <laughs> So anyway, when yes. we talked about doing this, we've talked about it for a long time. We mentioned on a couple of show, a couple of episodes um, that we wanted to revisit it because it's something we hadn't seen in a really long time. And one of the criteria we had for this is that uh, our this year we wanted to pick movies that we hadn't seen in like at least a decade, preferably uh, or longer. More. Yep, yep, um, preferably more, and uh, want movies that have sort of fallen off that. Are not in pop culture. I love that that not, was the criteria. Yet we started over the top, which I had seen about four years ago. But I have not seen it in yes, this a is long, true. long time. Yes, yes. So it's at least one of us because you know we 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 have no lives. Two of us, it. It's kind of tough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so it was it was something I was excited about because I just have vague memories of having seen it. Um, I identified with the kid because I felt like that's because I was his age when it came out. Yeah. You, you, um, you were his age. I thought you were going into college. Uh, this was 1965, right? 75? No. No. <laughs> no. You were older than him. <laughs> no. In 85, I was nine going on 10. I was 11. Uh, I was 11. Uh, and he was 11. And but I was looked, a skinny, but, you, but you looked fetal. I was a skinny... <laughs> Skinny, brown-haired kid with a bowl haircut like he was. So that explains. So, did you have a lot I, of facial hair though? Um, that next year, <laughs> I would love it if Daryl. You look like just like Daryl, except you had like a five o'clock shadow. <laughs> <laughs> be hey, awesome. I started growing a mustache, brother, when I was like 14, 13. So, <laughs> oh, I wish I couldn't even. I couldn't uh, even get like one of those nasty patchy porn stash looking. Things like we got a little dirt where, in your lip. One where your relatives, like your uncles or your grandparents, said, "Oh, looks like you got a caterpillar yeah, crawling across yeah. your lip." <laughs> what, what's that? You got a little dirt on your lip, there, honey. <laughs> Let me wipe that off, and then they get the rag and they lick it. Let me let oh. me get the hoe back off. <laughs> I swear to God, halitosis, Hal. I will not tease my son about his five his his little caterpillar mustache. <laughs> and that's your five year old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, so I was excited going into this and I was very excited that our, that our friend Peter found, uh, copies of it to yeah, give to us. Thanks and, Peter. Uh, that's amazing. <laughs> yes. It was actually awesome. It was awesome. It was very, very awesome. It was a nice surprise, yep. a nice gift. And, uh, so it w I was excited, extremely excited to get well, to watch well, well, it. Hold so, on. Were you this excited? Giant bobos. <gasps> Sorry. Um, there were no giant bobos in this movie. It's popos, I believe. Popos, yeah. Yes. No roundies. Puka. Nice roundies. All right, I won't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's an awful fucking image. Why did I come up with that shit? <laughs> oh, thank you, Lance. What would it be without our ubiquitous oh. drop? <laughs> That's my ringtone, by the way. Hey, um, I'm sure it is. <laughs> so I was super excited to see this. I, I, um, I sat down to watch it. Mm-hmm. I poor recorded, you know, the day before, and I even had my my uh, one of my teenage daughters said, "Hey, I want to watch this with you. Can I sit?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure," because this wasn't one of the ones that I remembered being cheesy, dorky, you know, weird. Or and I'm like, "Yes, I remember this. I love this when I was a kid." We sit down to watch it, and uh, I'd say about the seventy eight minute mark, <laughs> I woke myself up with this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> now, to be fair, I started it late. But here's what I want to say about the movie. Just my general. We'll get into specifics because there's details. I, I did take notes. And I did go back and watch the parts I missed. So. <laughs> but this is a very sweet movie. It is cute. It is sweet. It's uh, nice. You know, it's not saccharine sweet it's not overly ridiculously um it's sort of typically 80s sentimental it's sentimental but in a good way it's sort of like flight of the navigator without the comedy actually, that was, in it. actually it was one of the titles i wrote down that it reminded me of yeah yeah it, it's sort of you know the sweet parts of it and and so cloak i also guy, had like a cloak and dagger or, or war games vibe a little less dark than those movies maybe yes yeah and um so it it was really good and I loved it, but it, it was very slow and it, it was just it was kind definitely of a, slow. It's definitely quiet. And you know, it stars Barrett Oliver, and he's the kid that plays Daryl, and he's the kid from Never Ending Story who the plays Never Ending Story. <laughs> he's, the, he's the kid who plays uh, you. No, no, he's the kid who plays Bastion. I mean Bastion. I mean oh, Bastion. Yeah, yeah, Bastion. What the hell kind of name is that? Name is that? Come here, uh, you little bastion! <laughs> I'm gonna start saying around my house. <laughs> look what I'm getting away with. It's the kid. Why, honey? Why are you staring at? Don't give me that look. It's the kid from Neverending Story. <laughs> and he was in Cocoon, apparently, as well. So yes, he was in yeah quite a few things. And the Return of the Cocoon. Yeah, I mean, he's in a bunch, and he's kind of a typical '80s cute kid, you know. Um, he did great, and I thought the care, you know, the acting in this. There was no acting that threw me off other than, as you mentioned, Turtle kind of swearing. It felt to me like the swearing in like Goonies or Monster Squad, where it was like they're trying to make it, you know, edgy cool for kids. But it just sounded weird. Yeah, but the difference is, at least with Monster Squad. (laughs) You're not going to defend Monster Squad again. Come on. Yeah, I am. (laughs) Because... I just can't take Goonies, uh, but, but even in, yes, I know what you mean, but this one even more so because the kids in both Goonies and Monster Squad were, I think a hair older, just, or at least they seemed a little bit older than these kids. And it was only turtle other than the scene where Daryl decides he's yeah, going to show he he's not perfect. to be yeah. a bad kid. Cause he thinks that's what they want. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it just, it felt so shoehorned, like that intro I played, where Turtle goes, holy shit, he's a robot? The guy just said he was. Yeah, 
It was thrown and, in. And, 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 and he says it after the guy said it and then has said other stuff. So it doesn't even, it's not like he said Daryl and then explained what the acronym meant. And he went, holy, you mean he's, he's a robot? Yeah, like that would have made at least yeah. some, but the guy goes, and he wasn't supposed to live with people either. Yeah, with, it was weird. With a name place. like Smuckers. <laughs> and then, Wrong movie. Yeah, oh, Wrong sorry, movie. sorry. They're all twisting together in my head. <laughs> so, <laughs> the guy kind of kind of had that vibe. That was FX. That yeah. Was oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, he just felt very yeah, shoehorned in. It did. It, like, the whole thing like, about the sister I mean. being a hooker. Hooky. They called her Hooky because she's a hooker, because yeah. she dates everybody. Yeah, and, then, that, and then and then how random was the little kid? Yeah, well, she just likes you know Al and or whatever his name is because he's got the biggest. <laughs> get out of here, turtle. turtle! Turtle! Oh, you scamp! You lovable scamp! Oh, you and yeah, your... and his parents. Um, yeah, his parents hey, should be locked. Mom up. and dad, I think I saw Jenny giving Alan a little hoity-toity on his old piss pump. Oh, <laughs> turtle! <laughs> <laughs> she was doing the five knuckle shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were playing mouth pool, Ma. <laughs> oh, turtle. And, and you know what's worse cue, cue about the, that? Cue the eighties sitcom music. Yeah. Oh, turtle. Ding, 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 ding. You know what's bad about that is that the fact that um, that. Uh, when they show her like arriving at the house, like the one scene she's, she's like in two scenes or yeah, three the poor kid bit. And it's at first when they're playing a video game around the house and she's kind of there as commentary. Mm-hmm. And then she shows up on riding the back of a little moped mm-hmm. and her boyfriend drops her off and turtles like, Oh my God, she's such a whore. What a hooker. Oh, she's mulling him. <laughs> And literally, all she does is they get off. He says, oh, you forgot your purse. And the boyfriend gives her purse. And he leans down, gives her a peck. And she's like, hee hee. And they walk off. And I'm yeah, like, but, but keeping in mind, Turtle isn't even watching. He's laying in his bed making this shit up. Well, at first he was watching. And then, of course, then he, yeah. And I'm like, what is that even? How? <laughs> it's not even like she dresses like that. Nothing. He's just a, he's just a jerk. Yeah, he really is. Turtle's <laughs> a jerk. So, um, so anyway, did you recognize his mom, Turtle's mom? Yes, I did, and I wanted to um, get into get into her a bit. <laughs> hey Oh, hey uh, <laughs> Because I had a thing for Miss Colleen Camp back in the day. And it, really? Yeah, I don't know why. Can I ask what movie started uh, that? Wasn't she in one of the police academies or a couple of them? Uh, yes, she. Uh, I think so. Wasn't she in part um, two? Was she Taco Berry's wife? Yeah, like she was like the the crazy gun toad. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was one of them. Yeah, and I believe the other one was the Joy of Sex. Is <laughs> not nearly as bad as it sounds. It was sort of like a an American Pie ish movie from the. It was one of yeah. those like a Porky's type of thing. Yeah. And and I'm not saying there was any specific reason why. Nice I'm not saying that there was, you know, nice any reason why I would have felt that way nice at that, you know, 13, 14 year old age, but, nice uh, you know, there's no, no reason at all why I would have felt, um, you know, Kaboom. yeah. Oh my God. 
God. That made me laugh more than that goddamn movie did. <laughs> Out of context is actually you don't need context. It's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> it pretty much is. Because uh. um, I remember her from. Uh, I remember her from. Um, oh God, what was it? She was in Clue with. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yep, 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 yep. Um, uh, 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 Tim Curry. She was included with Tim Curry. Yep. Remember that? She was like the uh, maid or that something. Was, yeah, that was the other one. That's yep. right. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's all coming back to me, coming back to me now. But Giant popos. <gasps> yeah. See, I, I, I think you're lying to me. I think you're lying. Here. Why? Because I think I know where it started for you. Okay, tell me. She was in an episode of the Dukes of Hazard. Mm-hmm. Uh, the episode was called <laughs> "Trouble at Cooters." <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Go on down to Cooters. <laughs> um, no, so but she's a Go recognizable. Go Cooters and eat yourself some crabs. <laughs> it's a seafood restaurant. What? <laughs> She's highly recognizable. She's been in a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. and she wasn't bad as an actress in this at all. I mean, no, it no, she's like, actually she she's a good out. actress. Yeah, no, and and it was um, totally why she got all those gigs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> nine popos. <laughs> she was in a Tales from the Crypt, by the way. Which one was she in? Corman's Calamity. I remember I that the note. title. I don't even remember what that was about. I just wrote it down. Hmm. Um, the title so sounds familiar. She, I can't place the. Yeah, I don't remember. But uh, if you, you know, you look her look her name up uh, if you haven't heard, if you don't remember the name. But uh, it was more that the character was written that her parents just. And it's funny because Turtle's dad is the guy who's in charge of like the foster care mm-hmm. place uh, and placing kids, apparently. And yet he raises his kid just completely. <laughs> the kid's like a complete. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yeah, Dad, maybe if you spend a little more time with your own son and less time with Daryl. <laughs> so, but overall, I mean, there, there was no bad acting in it. I mean, the writing was a little tiny bit off with, with yeah. Turtle um, and the lines there, but it was cute. And um, it wasn't bad. It was slow. But I have a couple of bones to pick mm. with the story. Mm. Just a couple. Um, just a couple. A couple. Okay, so I'm going to focus all of my attention on Daryl. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to get into any of the other elements. Just no, yeah, go Darryl. ahead, go, go ahead and attack the 11 year old boy. I will. Uh, first of all, let me separate the actor from the story. He did great. He was perfect. Little, you know, at times he was vibrant and loving. Yeah, and I warm. really wish. I, I really would love to. I mean, he has his reasons in hell. It probably worked out much better for him that he left the biz. <laughs> right. But because I don't know if you caught that. If IMDb is, if Imadiba is to be believed, he is now a professional photographer. Yeah, who, he hasn't been in a movie since the 80s. Yeah, I think it was 89, 90, yeah. somewhere in there was one of the last pictures. But after Cocoon, uh, the follow up to Cocoon, I think was one of the last. Was he in like did. the class struggle in Beverly Hills or something? He was in a couple movies um, in that, that like 89 i think it was 89 or so was the last one anyway yeah. and now he teaches photography does photography and apparently the, i think it's called woodbury type it's it's apparently a oh 
an, a more artistic early um, photographer method, uh, you know, early day photographer method of, of doing, I don't think it's tintypes, but it's, it's yeah, something like the plates or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's involving yeah. some kind of like, you know, I really know nothing about it. I'm not giving it a try. Yeah, guys. you're just making I'm not totally making it up. It involves a film and a light and uh, a subject. They used to take photographs on plates with uh, I don't know that, I don't even know that that's exposures what, and I don't even know if that's what he's doing. But the point is, he's doing something very artistic, and apparently, he's written a book or two and uh, related to this. And so, I say, good on him. That's great. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, if he was um, because he was a good actor, good child actor, he was very. He didn't, uh, and I think that's it. All joking aside, one of the things that annoys me about Goonies is that other than Sean Astin, the kids in it are just. And the older kids, they're good. But the other ones are so affected and just, oh, look at us, we're in a movie. <laughs> and and you get that with a lot. Like, Turtle is kind of like that in this. Yes. Barrett Oliver is not like that. Yeah, Daryl's not. He's very comfortable on mm-hmm. uh, on screen. He does yeah. a great job. There's, a, there's a maturity to him. Yeah. Um, I thought he did great. So, now, I, I dozed off because I think it kind of just... Because you're parts old. Um, <laughs> that too. <laughs> it was seven o'clock. God damn it! I'd already eaten my dinner at like four. The, the, the beef stewed settled in my belly, and I was trying to de- the 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 slumbers. They just hit me, and I was. Uh, I was reading the paper at the same time, and I just yeah, started. I got halfway through the funny papers, and <laughs> you know what you were saying. Uh, so I got a couple things to pick. So the idea of this movie is that. They sort of play into in the beginning. It's it's led to believe that he is sort of a cyborg, but yet they call him a robot. But they explain he is a human body. He's a human with a, brain with a computer brain. No, he's a human brain that sounds like he's just been genetically manipulated, or they've stuck a microchip in it or something. It's still no, all they, organic. Yeah, right. But they put yeah. Let's say they put you know computerized stuff in his brain, but they grew him. Yeah. From yes. nothing yes. to where he's at. Yes. So there's a couple of things that I that don't make sense with the story. Number one, how would he be like a super athlete? <laughs> I thought that too. If all he's got is a computer brain. I could now, see his reflexes being better. But that doesn't make him a home run hitter. No, he wouldn't suddenly have stronger musculature because, no. yeah. He might okay, be more so accurate. Why. He might be able to grab something that falls before it hits the ground kind of thing. Right. Faster Spider-Man reflexes. style. But okay. yeah, he wouldn't necessarily be stronger. I got it. So although then, somebody who's a baseball expert, I get it. You don't have to be super strong. to hit a freaking home run. Yeah. Yes, we get Plenty it. Plenty of thinner players who, you know, are not super strong, but can still hit a home run. I, I mean, got Mark that. McGuire definitely hit this as far and often as he did when he was really super skinny is when oh, he totally, Bonds, na- too. Look no, at totally, Bonds totally. When he was, when they were skinny, they, starting, oh, he was they were totally on track. Good. They were totally on track just to do the same good. exact thing. Yeah. Just because he doubled in weight when he hit the record, that meant nothing. He liked Krispy Kreme. Just luckier. Sue him. Luckier. That's it. No, no big deal. Come on. So that's a little one. Okay, another one. Mm-hmm. He had a computer brain. Mm-hmm. But he wasted on pole position. So, no, I can understand how, let's say, he types into a computer and can sort of control it. So even the ATM thing is far-fetched as that sort of felt. That sort of felt? Wait, that he somehow knew a code 
typing it in, you know, yeah. I'm going to, Oh, I'm just going to give you $1.42 million in your bank account. No one's going to notice. Um, I can even stretch my disbelief to, to accept that he had early Wi-Fi, So he was already tapped into the network. That's yep. how he knew what I cannot accept. Yes. There is no way on God's green earth that you can suddenly just make the pole position game go three times faster. You sure as hell can. If you got to move that movie along <laughs> because I you, played you, pole position, you've never gotten to that level. Yeah, that level in 30 seconds that somehow, oh my God, oh my God, he's, the game's going like lightning fast. What the, I, lo oh, huh? I love, I love this is what it stretches credulity for you. Not somebody <laughs> typing, using the keypad on an ATM to not just like hack into someone's account, but then to somehow transfer funds from where? Like, invent funds. He invented yeah, he funds. It because yep. you have to, money goes from one, even in a computerized banking system, it's not, I realize it's all one zero's data, but the fact is, it has to go from one place to another. So, no, it doesn't. You could do just like in war, in war games when he changes his grade from a C. From the a difference is, he C. has this thing called a modem. Right. <laughs> But and he's he goes and changes because he actually he's has to the and he is kind of well and also he's not taking someone's a part of someone's a to equal his C. He doesn't need to do that. No money, however, is tracked differently than grades. But you can at least make some kind of leap no, that he's somehow really figuring can't. out a code because he's typing it nope. in. Nope. OK, but you cannot make a leap. That he's just watching a computer and all of a sudden he's that's, making the video boy, game I, I still go super back to, fast. That's what, that's what drives you crazy. It doesn't drive, you know when it, here's the key. Storytelling that's 101. Tell me the damn key. I'll give you the damn key, right? <laughs> Bend over. Here's the thing. It, storytelling 101, an audience will suspend disbelief at the outset. They will accept robot boy. As absurd as an idea as it is, they'll accept it to tell your story. What they won't accept are things that they know will never happen. Pole position going a thousand miles an hour. Yep. Hacking into an ATM machine via the yep. keypad. And somehow, because you watched a commercial where they used a stunt car, I might point out, <laughs> to drive on its side, that during a car chase, in order to get away, this kid can not only get the car to hop up on its side wheels, but to keep it there pretty much defying every possible law of physics there is and right, drives down that. the road. Let's, let's hang on that tire for a minute because let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. I understand that the story element they were trying to get across at that point was he could absorb information mm -hmm. and then he could replicate it. So mm -hmm. he could see something once, hear something once, which one of the things I thought was really cool, one of the little gimmicks they did was when he was in the doctor's office and the doctor said, can you read that chart? And he yeah, literally- that was great. See, I love stuff like that. Those little yeah. touches were great. Yeah. The little thing. He looks around at the eye chart for a second, turns away from it, and then reads like every thing. letter off yeah. of it. Yeah. So that was neat. I get that what they were trying to do with the story was that he sees things and then he can replicate it. That's what the car thing was. But watch that car chase. And- as he jumps the car up on two wheels and as he's kind of, oh, he's, oh, look, he's using it to get away. The police cars are still on either side of him. 
<laughs> he makes no progress from them whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, it, was, it probably makes it was slower. worthless. Yeah. <laughs> well, and uh, I think the other point should be made. I don't even know what the hell I was going to say. <laughs> I, why, like, why was he even doing it? Like, he, I, I get that this, that, that was what they were trying to put it in there for, but it didn't progress the story. It wasn't like, oh my God, he got away because he learned that. Now, here's the other part. So, in the beginning, as we mentioned, when the parents come to pick him up, well, I guess that's more towards the end. Um, when the parents that's come true. to pick him up and they get on a private plane, and it's just the two scientists, which mm -hmm. they're the doctors who invented him and grew him up, whatever. Uh, they, he says, can I go see the cockpit? And they're like, well, sure, go right ahead. So he walks up there, and the pilot just kind of gives him right. This is the altimeter. This is the gas. This is our airspeed. This is our horizon line. This is how we go through here. And you just type in. So he says, so if I wanted to go home, I would just have to type in the reverse of those coordinates. Yeah, you got it. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of do a funny, another one of the funny, oh, and our calculation would be 13.386. Uh, oh, no. it's Daryl says, no, it's 3.84. So, oh, he showed you up, bitch. Uh, I mean, <laughs> so, so I get that. But there, you, it's, and I, maybe for just the common cinema viewer, the difference between a little private plane and an SR-71 Blackbird military totally stealth the same thing. Is exactly the same thing. Because at the end of the movie, as Daryl is captured again and is all the way in the military base and he decides to try and escape, the he just jumps into a top-secret yeah. stealth plane. At that time, in the mid-'80s, that was one of the biggest... I mean, I remember when they kind of it announced was the, it was the stealth bomb, like when the stealth bomber came out and it was a big deal. The SR-71 Blackbird was the big deal for its time, for sure. Yes, this was the coolest top of the line plane we had. The fact that it's literally in an open hangar. Yeah, come on in, kid. There's an alarm. Every guard run away from the top secret billion dollar plane. And everybody runs and little kid just kind of walks right into the plane and takes off and flies home. Well, the real problem is if they had established, which it would have been a totally different movie, grant you, but if they had established him having the capacity for violence and or being dangerous, maybe yeah, like it's, maybe it's even capacity was yeah, worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or maybe he has like a self-destruct mechanism or something, I don't know, to where they think yeah. he's going to blow, then I would buy people running away. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah, I mean, um, or even if they had sort of built in that he somehow had some matrix like downloaded program to understand yeah. how to uh, operate military equipment, something like that, you now, know, something but, like, that. but in its defense, 1985, got it. We were really it. thinking about that stuff. Well, what was that Matthew Broderick movie where you had the chimp that could fly? And well, that was project X that came out a whole year later, my friend, or two years. Oh, later. Sorry. 86, sorry. I think it's 86 or 87. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that was okay. So that was another thing. And then the final thing for me was when mm -hmm. they go to the military and, and the, the primary doctor, professor, whatever, the researcher goes to the military. Says, it's amazing. You know, he's learning. He's he's feeling human emotions. And the generals are all like very stereotypical, very caricature. Yes. yes. You know, ah, we're, this is not good. We want to scrap this project. We need a man. Okay. I'm sorry. Didn't we already establish that they grew him from a test tube or at least grew him from a baby? Yeah, aren't they going to have to that, do that again? 
uh, you need like, right. You need what six or seven years to grow him into a man. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. this is not like we're designing a Terminator here. They was literally, they're which, trying which to speaking of a- considering that movie come out about a year before this one. Yeah. I, 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 I haven't really, you know, I know it's shocking to learn, but I have yet to say how I really felt about this movie, Jay. <laughs> and to be fair, I pretty much feel the exact same way you did because I too had seen it several times as a kid. I was pretty sure what I was experiencing was C and D because I've been, I want to say you and I mentioned doing this from the get, well, this was all the ones from the get go. Yeah. yeah, it was within the beginning. It was, it was like, oh man, we got to find Daryl do Daryl because I mean, no one ever talks about Daryl anymore. And yeah. I'm glad we did. Yeah. That being said, I, it's not, like you said, it's not a bad movie. It's just meh. It's yeah. bland and boring. The the really the only like I imagine I, I had watched several reviews like they had um, uh, was it Leonard Maltin's review when he was on Entertainment. I don't even know. I don't think he's on Entertainment that anymore. But back in the eighties, yeah, I remember when he, when he was. Yeah. yeah, and him and I want to say was it Siskel and Ebert? I can't remember if it was one of theirs or not. Anyway, it was a couple different reviews. I read Vincent Canby from the New York Times. I believe it was Vincent Canby. Uh, did a review and to a person in that time period was just how unbelievably bland the direction was. It was boring that it was just such a, you know, uh, they're, they're, generic, yeah, generic safe, yeah. no, didn't take no. any real risk. Yeah. And, and I see their point. I think the thing it has going for it now is the nostalgia factor because it does feel very eighties in a lot of ways. Uh, there are scenes in it that are good, Barrett Oliver is a great actor, and most, I mean, the acting in it is, is decent, you know, across the board. So one, one, one quick last thing I wanted to point out, and this isn't really about Daryl in particular, other than uh, I was watching it and talking about it with, uh, with my wife afterwards, uh, and so she said, oh, what year did it come out? I said 1985, and that just kind of struck something with me. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and mm-hmm. I don't want to make this into a really long discussion because I know we're running out of time. Yes, quickly. <laughs> I'm going to say this honestly. 1985 is possibly the greatest year of movies in my entire lifetime. Yeah, we're going to move that to the next show because that will go on for an hour and a half of why you're wrong. What? Yeah. In my lifetime? In our lifetime? Yeah, no, you're wrong. You don't think so? No. All right. We'll, because we'll it, de- it depends discussion. on it depends on on how you're qualifying that. If you're qualifying qualifying it with a lot of C and D, okay. I wouldn't say C and D. I'd say movies. That- I could just tell you right now, just in the, the just in the genres of fantasy, horror, and sci-fi, 1982 kicks its ass like horribly. No, I, well, I, dude, no. off the top of my head, E.T., Road Warrior, Tron, Beastmaster, Poltergeist, um, oh frick, uh, <laughs> Star Trek Two, um, oh crap, there, literally the list is so long. I there <laughs> there are two to three dozen. What but I feel the same way about 85. Okay. Like Back what? to the Future, Breakfast Club, oh, oh. Teen Wolf, Rocky Four. And then, of course, I'm going through these with my wife. And, of course, I throw in. Cause... Teen Wolf, really? That's <laughs> You're really going to go with Teen Wolf. It's a great. Now, 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 think about what you're saying, Jason. The great, <laughs> the year, the great. I go back to, if you want to add the caveat with heavy doses of C and D, I am on board. No, but if you're going to no. argue like on artistic and or I'm not cultural saying what a critic would say, I'm not talking about critics. I'm saying, no, I'm yeah. not saying box office returns. I'm this saying if I looked at a year, this, this is why we need to bump this to another episode. 
can we do? I'm sorry. But it really, like, after I said that or after we talked about it, I'm like, I got to mention it. So we'll, we'll hit it somewhere else. But um, is this the thing oh. you learned, by the way? No, no. I'll get into that with my pick. Oh, my so God. I was going to say that pick? is so disappointing if that's what you learned. Uh, <laughs> yes, I am. Let's do that now. Okay, all you teenage comet zombies, listen up. This is Kelly Maroney, or Samantha Belmont, one-third owner of the Greater Los Angeles Basin, and you are listening to Forgotten Flicks. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't used that one in a while. Yeah, we need to keep pulling those out, please. <laughs> yeah, come on. We've got our four name drops. <laughs> I've got another one that Peter sent me I've yet to use. I need to do that. We'll get to it. We'll get yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, it. would you like to go first? Um, yes, actually, I think I would. Because you don't typically, and I've talked a lot this episode, so I God I'd like dang, I know. Well, thank God, because I really didn't have much to, <laughs> 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 to be honest with you. The whole time, i like, oh, crap, this is going to be a short episode. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's never possible. I know, really, it really isn't. I don't know what the hell I'm thinking every time I say Masters it. of the goddamn universe, we went on for... We I know, it's really... Pa- it's pathetic, sad. <laughs> okay, so here's the dealio. My pick is, in fact, from 1992. Mm-hmm. It stars Bill Paxton mm-hmm. in his first... I guess you'd say probably his first lead, significant lead role. Michael Ironside. Mm-hmm. Don't need to explain who he is. Marshall Bell, which... Voice then, of Scar. He's the voice of Scar. Yeah. That's what you're going to say, right? Yeah. No, actually, I wasn't. But okay, yes, he was, I believe. The, the, <laughs> uh, no, Marshall Bell. <laughs> Michael Ironside was the voice of Scar? Yeah. I don't know that. No. Anyway. No, no, I'm sorry, Jeremy Irons. I was gonna say what, what I, I, I was like, did, what, did he do a British Iron. accent? <laughs> uh, it was it was Jeremy Irons. Okay. Never mind. No. I, it's okay. You you pulled a Joel. I cross wires all the time. So next that time you close. make fun of me, I'm just gonna go Michael I know, Iron. Michael Ironside was in um I'm gonna go Jeremy Ironside the next time no. you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He was in um Starship Troopers, right? Yes, I believe he's Starship Troopers. Uh, yeah. He's uh, Scanners. He's been in a crap ton of a lot of genre yeah. stuff. He was a guy that had his recall. arm taken off. He right. was their was lieutenant. He, he was in Total Recall, right? Yes, yes, yeah, okay. he was. Well, another guy who was in Total Recall, who is also in this movie that is my pick, which, by the way, it's not Total Recall, is Marshall Bell, which was the guy in Total Recall. He was like the leader of the underground, whatever, had the weird growth basket case belial looking thing uh, growing out of his belly. Yeah, the little uh, Yeah. And he's been in a lot. He has a gruff and voice and yeah, he always he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He play, he always plays uh, sort of either prisoner types or lawyer types. It's really weird. But so he's a great actor and yeah. uh, Co- Colleen Camp is in it, which is the reason why I picked it. Interestingly, this movie, I know I haven't said the title yet, mm-hmm. was directed by Chris Wallace. Who also directed The Fly Part 2. We'll forgive him for that. He is the creature effects guy responsible for Gremlins and the original Fly. Not, oh, really? not the original, the original remake of The Fly. Right, yeah. I mean, yes. not the old black and white, but yes, yeah. But he did, yes, he, he did the sequel to that. He directed it. Well, this movie was his second directorial effort. It's called The Vagrant. Uh-huh. From 1992. Okay. Okay. Uh... I'll give you the Imdba version. A businessman buys a house, but he has a hard time trying to get... Okay, I'm reading it as is. He has a hard time trying to get of its previous tenant a dirty bum. So I'm assuming they just missed the word rid. Yes. Get rid of its 
previous. Yes, and they used it apostrophe s, as in it yes. is a pre- previous. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And and they also added the the wonderfully politically correct a dirty bum. A dirty bum. <laughs> Which is true because if you watch the trailer, now here's the reason why I picked this movie. I've actually never seen it. Oh, I really wanted to see this is again. I have this really long list of movies. I've, I know crap tons about for some reason, but never saw them. <laughs> and because I loved Fangoria, we've talked about this before and yeah. long, long time ago. I, I had a crap ton of issues and I love the magazine. I'm a, I love behind yes. the scenes stuff. Yes, you had a crap ton of issues. <laughs> a crap ton, a metric crap ton, in fact. <laughs> and I remember I had an issue that had this movie covered in it because i always recalled uh, a spoiler alert i believe i haven't seen the movie so i assume it's a spoiler (laughs) alert that colleen camp it was a practical effect of her hands head and feet all cut off but the way they've got them positioned in the production still she's obviously dead and (laughs) but her hand her head her decapitated head's kind of resting in her uh, her dismembered hands and the feet are sitting next to her head and that always stuck with me anyway i went through my magazines real quick before we did the show tonight and i found my issue it doesn't have the cover anymore it's april 1992 fingeria number 111 because i still have a few of my episodes a few of my issues the reason why i originally kept this is because it had a spread of a couple guilty pleasures sleepwalkers and stepfather part three it also has an article oh. on the lawnmower man. Oh, nice, huh? Mm. Mm-hmm. A banner year in horror movies. <laughs> really? Hey, f you. <laughs> and they had a cover on the vagrant. Now, my again, my memory after reading this article, and of course being covered in Fango, you look at the images. It's like, oh, this is a horror film. So I watched the trailer before we got on here. Yeah, it's like this. It's a dark comedy. And it definitely looks like it gets grisly and, and twisted in parts, but it definitely seems to be played more for laughs than it does scares. Uh, yeah. That being said, Marshall Bell plays the vagrant. The effects makeup from the trailer, anyway, looks pretty great. And I have determined, oh, and there's, ooh, there's a cover of Leprechaun. They got a whole spread in here on Leprechaun. I got to bring this in so you can laugh at it. <laughs> but sad, see this is my cnd i read this like oh i remember sitting oh, 1992 was the best year in horror movies hell hell yeah <laughs> so it wasn't screwed up by like leprechaun <laughs> four or something this is back when we had the good leprechaun movies <laughs> yeah the video i of dr cyclops features hider in the house starring gary Busey and mimi rogers the arrivals oh, wow. from the director of Puppet Master, but that's the only thing it says. Uh, and it's not the Puppet Master as in the one with Q, uh, uh, Donald Sutherland. It's, I think, a straight-to-video one. Uh, and Eve of Destruction with Gregory Hines. Remember that one? Uh, yes. 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 Yeah, good stuff. So anyway, The Big <laughs> 1982, that was my pick. I would love to watch it. I'm probably going to regret saying this. I Oh, it's on uh, Hulu and not Hulu Plus. I just on a fluke was trying to see if I could find it. on it Straight YouTube. up, just uh, regular Hulu? Hold on, on YouTube. <clears throat> and they have it in parts, which annoys me. It's one thing if it's I the whole thing. That. I hate that too. So they, they have it that way. So I'm like, oh, what, what's the chances? I type in Hulu, dude, straight up for free. Yeah. The whole movie. Nice. So All right. Uh, I'm going to have to look that up now. Well, but just considering it's Bill Paxton, one of his first starring roles, and yeah. the cast is pretty great. And Chris Wallace directed it to me. That that it's 1992, so it's right there at the well the edge. Yeah, it's right on the edge. And that's what you know. We, you and I, have talked about this a lot. We love watching the movies of established stars now. Yeah, that back are forgotten. And I love you know, Bill their Paxton. First couple I love of films. Bill Paxton so much. 
Oh my God. I love him. Well, of course we, he was in near dark that we talked about with Lance Henriksen, but, um, I love him a lot. Of stuff, but frailty, I love watching films. such a good movie. I love frailty. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That is awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. a great movie. It is a fantastic film, but I love, I love seeing like early films of some of the, the people who became bigger later and then going back and finding those forgotten gems almost of their career. But, um, I'll have to look that one up. I'll put that on my list. So, yeah. So maybe we can add it to ours. Mm. It's got not be next better. week though. Cause you have lost privileges for picking movies. Well, uh, technically you picked a gnome named Gnorm and I'm the dumbass. Said, oh, we've got to cover that. <laughs> uh-huh. I just said it was one of my my picks. I did not oh, yeah. say we had you, to cover you, it dude, and watch it. The one point two picks is you're recommending things. I am I am telling people uh, try to find the vagrant. It's an interesting no. it's an interesting moment in no, uh, pop you can't culture. Set up rules now, dude. No. We, how long do we call it the six movie picks? What do you think yeah, picks I means? It. That doesn't mean I, no. Picked I picked it for what it. yourself? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> you see what I'm dealing with, folks? Oh my god. I've always taken it as we're making recommendations to people. Oh, then we wouldn't, wouldn't we call it our recommendation instead of our pick? Okay, from here on out, this is now the Jason and Joel recommendation segment. Oh, uh, no, then I quit. I'm not doing <laughs> recommendations. Because <laughs> then you're responsible for the crap. Because then if you... I pick a turd, then I'll get in trouble. If, and I wait, hold on. That. If. If. Not when. If. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my turn. Please take it. Are you ready? Sure. All right, so I did my normal because I like doing what pisses you off. I picked. <laughs> so you mentioned Marvin Hamlish, right? Yes, the guy that did the music for Daryl, which wasn't terrible. It wasn't Ladyhawk-ish. It wasn't um, Ladyhawk-ish, but it got pretty heavy-handed was, and sappy. <laughs> it is sappy, but so I looked him up. And I picked a film that he did the music for also. Of course you did. In the same year. Of course you did. uh, No, now. Easy. This even got a higher rating on MDiba. May I point out, by the way, 1980. Oh, my. Did you really pick a chorus line? Yeah, of course. What? Hey, uh, ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, there's a new opening for uh, uh, a host on Forgotten Flicks. (laughs) Shut up! Shut! Uh, yeah. <laughs> you picked a chorus line. Yes. Oh it's my! It's Michael Douglas. <sighs> and here's what I learned, and here's one of the reasons I went with it. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Bring back Superman three and a gnome named Gnorm. Have you even seen this movie? No, and I don't want to. Oh, it's not that bad. It's you've seen it. <laughs> yes. Uh, I've actually watched this movie. I watched it w- not long after it came out. <laughs> you watched it last week, didn't you, Jason? I didn't. <laughs> no, not that recent. <laughs> see, if I were in your position right now, I'd be like, oh, well, you know, my one of my daughters really wanted to see this movie. And, you know, no, it was this in no. White Nights. And uh, <laughs> fame. Yeah, no, that's the worse. ticket. It's worse. I sat and watched this with my dad. So <laughs> Wow. Like, at least if you went with your mom, it was Mother's Day. Because <laughs> wait, what year did Romancing the Stone come out? Uh, nineteen eighty-four. Eighty-four. Yeah. Okay. So my dad and I were huge fans of Romancing the Stone. So, so okay, you were huge fans of Romancing the Stone. So you extrapolated out that <laughs> the trailer for Romancing the Stone, which had this adventure, and he, and he, you know, Douglas is kind of this rogue Indiana Jones-ish character. So your your logic was. A musical 
with dancing, a lot of dancing in it was going to be pretty much the same thing. I love musicals. I love. Are you shitting me? <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> I had a collection of Gene Kelly films, Fred Astaire. Is this what um, we, 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 the music? So man. really what you meant to say earlier isn't that you learned something is that you were going to school us <laughs> in something. No, I did. Um, I, I love musicals. I know, I haven't seen a lot I just of recent to be ones. Known, I don't judge you, your lifestyle, whatever you're into, brother. I'm there for you. Kiss my hair, ass. <laughs> I love. And anyway, I said I, whatever you're into. <laughs> I love. I I don't have not seen this movie in a really long time. Honestly, yeah. I I remember liking it. Um, can I just make a place. point? He doesn't like Assault on Precinct 13. He likes a chorus line. Yes, because that movie is stupid. This one's Your not. Your Honor, I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> so Michael Douglas plays the director, producer of a uh, musical, and he's a hard ass. And all of these, uh, you know, young talents come in and try and are trying out for uh, the musical. And he's, you know, he basically. <laughs> Shut up. I can't believe we're having this conversation. <laughs> I can't believe you don't like this. I've never seen it. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Continue. I'm sorry. Go. <clears throat> I'm serious now. I'm not going to judge you for your hate. I'll leave it at okay. that. So. Good, good. I didn't say I hated. <laughs> I'm just judging you. I didn't like fame as much. Oh, of course you didn't. I mean, I... At least that I, had some good music in it. Yeah, but I wasn't... A, I wasn't a big fan of the story in that. And... Flashdance, you know, it has, I yeah. definitely like it. Oh, you're right. You're the one that was about a stripper. That was the one you didn't like. No, I said I liked that more than fame. But this one, you know, it's good. <laughs> Music's good. The the scenes are good. It's funny. One of the things that stands out to me is that when, you know, the whole point is that this is the creme de la creme. These are the best of the best. Uh, he's hard on them. He's trying to filter out the people who aren't serious about it. You know, and he says some pretty mean things to them to get them out. When they actually get to the climax of the movie and they're doing. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I, I can't believe. Okay, I'm getting more flack for this than I got for Superman 3. I know. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> oh. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, okay. Serious. All right. Um, so uh, they get to the climax of the movie, and <laughs> I don't know what's funnier <laughs> that you picked a chorus line or that you keep saying climax. <laughs> Let me know when you're done. Uh, almost, almost, um, almost. Uh, you ready? Uh, yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So <laughs> the actual final dance scene. <laughs> My sides hurt. <laughs> They're out of sequence. Like the whole thing is, it's supposed to be they're the best of the best, and he's all picking out just the best. He slams the people who are out of time, and then like yeah. when they're fully in costume and they're doing the whole top hat scene, you can like see like half of them are out of time and not doing it. It's like, all did right. you ask for your money back? 
so I'll end with <laughs> two things. Uh, this was nominated for an Oscar for best music. Oh, well, silly me. <laughs> now that I know that. <laughs> it was nominated for an Oscar. Uh, uh, Mark. <laughs> Marvin Hamlish was actually nominated for an Oscar for this film. Uh, <clears throat> One of these days, I'm going to have to take down to Woodshed and teach you what good movies are. <laughs> Please do. Please. <laughs> I beg of thee. Because <clears throat> then I'll know you figured it out. So anyway, <laughs> go ahead and uh, hit us with some knowledge, my friend. Uh, yes, if you uh, actually <laughs> like musicals and you think Joel was an ass, you need to email him. Well, don't think I'm an ass anyway. But just be clear, you, you brought you brought this hell on your own self with the public admission. It's not just that you like musicals; it's that you picked the chorus light and then like went to bat for it. <sighs> uh, you can't judge. You haven't seen it. Oh, you're right. I, you're right. You're right. I At least I sat through that. I like Little Shop of Horrors because I had a plant that ate people. Yeah, see, that was a good one too. But I didn't like also, it because I I didn't like it because it was a musical. I liked it because it had a plant that ate people. And Steve Martin's in it. And that and Rick Moranis. And Rick Moranis. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so knowledge. <laughs> yes, by all means, because this kind of crap carries on all day long on our Facebook page, <laughs> on the Facebook group. And on Twitter, so uh, check us out there. It's Forgotten Flicks. That's Flicks with an X. Um, uh, I think we are also have a website somewhere. Yeah, uh, somewhere, yeah. Forgottenflicks.com. Check us out there. And uh, if you have any feedback, our emails are on the website, and you can uh, post your comments on the Facebook, or you can email us, forgottenflicks at gmail.com. That's Joel. Or Flicks Sidekick. Uh, that's me. Yes, indeedy. Indeedy. And I think I mentioned this a while back mm -hmm. so if i did i'm just reinforcing it because by the time this episode comes out this would be what august second mm -hmm. third somewhere in there? beginning of august yep yeah okay on july 19th did i mention before about midnight syndicate having that yes cd drop i mentioned it a while yes. a couple episodes ago well by the time you hear this it's already out uh, i'm going to actually get a, a icon of some sort that represents it put it on the website so yeah. if you're interested in it it's their monsters of legend where it's like a tribute to all the golden age of horror stuff and their music's awesome we used it for last year's like super spooky flicks fest and you know who knows maybe yeah, we're probably be... gonna use it again this year Ho hopefully. no doubt yeah you know assuming which brings up a good point august september it's only two months away from a yeah. fairly epic october spooky flicks fest for when us, there so. will be no musicals i can't guarantee anything that's all i'm saying yeah well that's true there's no telling <laughs> So, you have any final words? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to strap you to a chair, and I'm going to make you watch like ten hours of musicals. I'm going to put in like Swing Time and Singing in the Rain and Music Man and <laughs> really, yes, <laughs> that's your, that's your final word. No, I hate you. 